Hello, this is Dan Elliott. I'm the athletic director at Mount St. Joseph Academy. This is Adam Greenlees, coach of Fairhaven Union High School Baseball. This is Abby Bennett, softball coach at Proctor High School. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the Inside, Inside Pitch. Play ball! Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. All right. Uh, Welcome to the Inside Pitch. Uh, my name is Adam McCoy. I'm the sports editor here at the Rowan Herald. I'm joined by um, sports reporter Tom Haley and um, our guest today, Bob Fredette. Um, so we're back after a, uh, a week hiatus. We hope you guys had a great holiday season. I uh, hope the new year has been treating you well so far. Um, um, but we're just going to get right into it now. Uh, how, was, how was your guys' holidays? Oh, holiday was great. <laughs> I mean, I think we've all seen a lot of basketball and talking before we came on the air we all kind of have our favorite storylines for the different divisions I know Bob mentioned D4 boys has got a that's pretty compelling but so are some of the others and and one thing that jumped out at me this weekend was D3 girls Thetford after losing a one possession game earlier in the year at Windsor Saturday, they went to Thetford in another one-possession game, and again, the home team won. So they've split one-possession games, each winning on their home court, and that looks like a dream matchup in the playoffs if it materializes. But if you think that Windsor and Thetford have things all their own way and are going to be in the final automatically. Forget about it. Lake Region is 4-0 and and has two double-digit wins over D1 teams. Rice and South Burlington. So D3 is going to be, it's going to be fun. And Bob, you've seen a heck of a lot of Fairhaven. Boys, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think well, so. Well, I'll tell you can what. Can anyone I, beat them? I guess. Well, you know, they, they can beat them. That's that's they who, can beat. That's them. who can yeah. beat them so far, from what I've seen. Right. Uh, I watched Mill River play last night, and they play very physical and very hard, and everything else. Uh, I think Fairhaven. I'd have to give the nods to for for now. I haven't seen U thirty two. U thirty two. I understand is a very very good basketball team. Montpelier is a good basketball team. Uh, I think the Division Two, I think, is the is the best division boy, the boys uh, division this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. With Division Four maybe following up, it's, right. Division Four is very, very compelling and very uh, good also. So, yeah. uh, as a matter of fact, if if I were to pick a game of the year, I'd, it'd be a hard time just choosing between a Fairhaven game and uh, and Twin Valleys game against West Rutland. I was so impressed with the Twin Valley boys, long, athletic. And but the most impressive thing, and it wasn't the three-point shooting, which was outrageous that night, is the work ethic. Every second they were out there, they were busting their buns. Either end of the court, middle court, it didn't matter what they were doing. Everybody worked hard for 32 minutes, and that's very, very rare at any level. Yep, yep. And a lot of that, I think, is, is Chris Brown, uh, the Twin Valley coach. He's got that reputation for getting his teams to play hard no matter what the score we still remember that night a couple of years ago. <laughs> they got they got embarrassed. It was like thirty-two to two at the half, and 
they lost by a mile, and everybody had, it was in the Abe tournament a couple of years yeah. ago, and everybody crossed yeah. them off. Yeah. Oh, well, the next night, that won't be a game. Twin Valley, we're going to see them blowing out again, and then they won the consolation game, and nobody could believe the the turnaround. And I, I think he's a very good coach at, at, at getting the kids to play hard, even in, uh, when, he, when they, they hit that kind of wall of adversity. Well, you know, I, I tell you what, I think it's something that these kids have taken it on themselves. I mean, this is basically the same group that's been together for three years now. Right. All right, and they made a progression last year. They were a good team, not quite as good, not quite as strong, not quite Barry. as fast. But yeah. they were in Barry anyway, you know, and, and, you know, watching their game the other night against West Rutland, it wasn't like Chris Brown was over on the sidelines with a cattle prod. I mean, he wasn't really having to do an awful lot of coaching. These right. kids he put in, he only had nine kids. Yep. So he had a short bench, but he was he played basically eight people, and everybody who went in there just worked very, very hard right from the outset. Of course, it's easy when shots are going in, all right, and everybody's excited when shots are going in, but that's been the way they've been playing all year. They just go yep. hard and they go fast. They go for 32 minutes. So yep. uh, it's very, very impressive. And, and West Rutland is not a slow basketball team, but no. they just look slow right. next to Twin Valley the other night. So, yep. you know, so um, – now, I, I've, I'm curious to ask Adam about this because, you know, I've been watching, I watched Rutland High School a little bit earlier in the season, and I, I haven't seen them play the last couple of weeks. What are you seeing from them as time goes on? Because I was surprised by that win over Brattleboro. I'm not, not, this is not a knock. Brattleboro, I thought, was going to be the best team in the South, at least for the first half of the season, and they knocked them off. So what are you seeing out of Rutland High School? Yeah, I mean, I think you're starting to see um, them coming together a little bit this year. I mean, there is um, obviously a lot of a lot of new guys getting more time this year for them. Maybe some guys who haven't played together as much um, for for Rutland, being that they lost uh, so many great players over the last few years. Um, and I think you're starting to see that the, this group kind of come together, and guys are kind of finding their roles um, in, um, in in taking <coughs> taking on those bigger roles um, to help them have success. I mean, uh, especially in that Browborough game, um, you, you saw Maddox trainer step up in a huge way. Um, down the stretch, he knocked down some crucial free throws. He made a steal at the end of the game to to um, to get some free throws to, to ice the game for them. If they if they can have him going, that's huge. I mean, he was aggressive to the hoop throughout that game. Um, everything you would want to see out of, of out of him, I think he showed it in that Browborough game. I think you know they're going to need other guys. It can't just be um, obviously I mean, Evan Paquette can't take over every single game. They need other guys. Yeah. to kind of step up and take on those roles. And I think uh, he he really impressed me a lot in that game. And they were able to kind of – I mean, I don't think they fully slowed down Tyler Milrick, who was had to have been their biggest focus heading into that game. But I think they, they kept him in check. I mean, they, they didn't let him um, – they didn't let him do, do maybe do everything he wanted to do on the court. You know, obviously, Milrick's a fast kid. He's going to be all around the court, all out all energy. But – they were able to kind of keep him in check a little bit, and I think that was huge because um, he's kind of the straw that stirs the drink for Brown. And if he's not maybe at his highest level, they they probably aren't as um, as strong of a team. But, yeah, that's a huge win, I think, for, for Rutland. Uh, I think going forward, that has to be a huge confidence boost for them. And, boy, you know, it's funny. This, this, this Rutland team, it kind of harkens back to like seven or eight years ago 
when uh, Eli Rogers and the, and the yep. rest of those crew, Trey Heisel, uh, yep. were, were, the, were the strength of the Rowland High School basketball team. And even with, without the, the benefit of having a dominant big man or big men inside, Mike Wood was able to squeeze 14, 15 wins out of, out of regular yep. seasons with those crews. So yep. I, I can see them now, what are they, like what, two and four, two, two, and, and, uh, two and three? Two and three, yeah. Okay, I, I can see them getting to 12, 13 wins, you know, getting a yep. home game you know, if, if they yep. keep up this progression. It, all, it, it really just matters how smart this group is, really, I think, more than anything else. They've got athleticism. How smart will they get? How much will they develop poise and being able to recognize that you're not looking at the clock, you're just playing until, well, it's like being, it's like leading the Masters by two. You don't want to look at the scoreboard until you're on the 18th hole and the caddy tells you, hey, if you can make a bogey here, you're going to win. And that's the way it's got to be with Rutland High School. They've got to just focus up on what they're doing and just keep playing hard and not worry about anything else. And they could wind up being okay. And Mike, Mike Wood, I call him... Mike Wooden, he's 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 no dumb bunny. I'll tell you what. Sitting in earlier, well, we that practice that we went down to Adam mm-hmm. to watch early, we saw how much teaching he was doing yeah. and how much specific one on one foot goes here, foot goes there, shoulder goes here, pass to the corner, et cetera, et cetera. Mike Wood is a very very good teacher, and he just those guys have just got to let it sink in. They've got to trust him and trust each other, and they can have a good season. Mike Wood, the teacher, is what people were missing when they were thinking about Maddox, trainer, making the conversion from Division Two MSJ to Division One Rutland. We heard so much talk in the preseason about, oh, it's not going to be the same for Maddox at Division One because of his the release on his outside shot. It's, it's too low. They'll be able to guard him, and he won't be able to do this, and he won't be able to do that. And he is doing it. He's, he's making the... The jump, that the transition from MSJ to Rutland seamlessly, and and I think a lot of that is because of the tenets that Mike Wood preaches. Yeah, and it's not. I think he's not only fo- he's not only focusing on having to use his outside shot, especially in that Brawlboro game. He was getting to the to the basket at will. Um, that's something he needs to do as well. And I think yeah, I, I got to agree. I think that's definitely maybe something that Mike had maybe instilled in him over the transition here. Hello, this is Adam O'Coin, sports editor for the Rowan Herald, and you're listening to The Inside Pitch, the Rowan Herald's local sports podcast. You can find The Inside Pitch on the Rowan Herald website under the sports menu. It's also on Facebook and Twitter. The Rowan Herald also has a sports newsletter that goes out via email every day. Sign up for that on our website. Questions, comments, suggestions, email sports at rowanherald.com. The Inside Pitch. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. First of all, who was that idiot who was talking about Maddox Trainer's shot? Oh, wait a minute, it was me. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was me. Yeah, okay. I, 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 okay. I don't remember that. Well, I thought it'd be a problem. You know, think about it. You made, a, you made a point here right now as far as him getting into the basket. That is something he did not have to do playing for MSJ. Mm-hmm. They had the speed to do that. They had two or three guys who were doing that. That was never a role for him. He was always a kickout guy. Yeah. And here you are, you're set up, get the ball, catch a release, and shoot it. And that's that's so that's a new kind of a role. And you know, I think that people are not 
familiar with how quick Maddox's trainer can play. Mm -hmm. And this is yep. going to be a year they find out because it's, it's going to be largely about the guards. And even their big men can wind up playing like guards because they're really not that big. So that's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to watch. And then I, I tell you what, I wonder what that team, how the chemistry would change if, if suddenly a 6'5 kid walked in and said, hey, give me the ball, coach. You know, it'd be interesting to see how that works. But um, so while we're on the subject of it, because I know this is really short notice because MSJ are on this tonight, what do you see out of that game tonight? I mean, uh, I think the Rowan has to find a way to be able to rebound the ball against MSJ. I mean, Jake Williams, I saw him against BBA. That kid is relentless on the boards. I mean, he might not be the most um, skilled offensively at this point, maybe in his in his career. I think he still needs to work on some of his post moves and stuff like that. But he's he's tough to to beat on, on the boards. So I mean, they're going to need guys like Malik Hendricks and um, Javon Valente, who, who, whoever they kind of match up with him down low to to you know really be working hard. And and I think Rowan has the guys down low that will do that, but. That's going to be really important to to keep him off the boards because that in the at least in that BBA game for MSJ they got I mean, a lot of I mean uh, plenty of of uh, MSJ's points came off of putbacks from from Williams so I think that's really important I think that Rowan has the guards to match up with um, in terms of speed with with MSJ but I mean I think the rebounding game is going to be very important I think I would say that one of the differences. In this Rutland MSJ game, compared to a lot of them over the recent years, is when you say that tonight the curiosity factor is a little higher. So there's a little, there's few unknowns on both teams, right? Well, that's a lot of pluses and good things, but there are some unknowns. Yeah, I mean, when you take Jamison Evans out of the out right. of the picture for Rutland High School, or uh, just like you took out uh, Noah Tyson the year before, right? It's it's always one of those this is our year kind of a thing, yep. you know, for, for a team that's been like on the low side of that rivalry. Yep. And it doesn't always work that way, but I saw it work that way this year with Fairhaven in Rutland High School. And uh, I think that I think that it can happen, but I, I don't obviously I don't think MSJ has a talent that Fairhaven does. Even right. though MSJ is a talented team, just, this is not enough. Fairhaven is just really really good, but uh, I, I think it's this could be a year that MSJ can pull it off. But how will they match up with speed? MSJ was a very very quick team. They're not nearly as quick now, and Rutland is still trying to play very very fast basketball. So that's also going to be a factor, I think. You mentioned uh, you call Mike Wood Mike Wooden. Yeah. If the if Mike Wood was coaching West Rowland, he wouldn't be the wizard of Westwood. He'd be the wizard of Westside. But <laughs> how long have you been what, sitting on that one? Actually, oh, well, only when you just mentioned Wooden. So, six okay. minutes. But but let's talk a minute. He's probably, he's, it was he's actually probably, more of a segue. Okay. Let's talk about <laughs> West Rowland is still winless, right? Uh, they've won one. They won one. Yeah, one one five. One and five. Yeah. But when you look at their record. They've lost a one-possession game to Proctor, and I think they just lost a one-possession game. It was like something like three points to six and old Rivendell over at Rivendell. Yeah. So this is kind of a a funny team. It's some somebody to keep an eye on. They might not be as good as we thought they were in the preseason, but they might not be as bad as everybody thinks they are right now either. Uh, this team is this team could go either way, and I I think you know when you look at those results against Proctor and Rivendell, you still gotta respect the Golden Horde. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, see, last year they were last year they kind of snuck up on people, right? Because the previous year they'd won one ball game, so now it's like everybody's got a kind of got the circle around them and everything, yep. you know, and they're giving it their best shot. So now they got a target on their back to some extent. So it's up to them to make some adjustments and maybe change up their game a little bit and maybe utilize that speed a little bit more. I didn't see, I haven't seen them play like high low on the post or anything, and they, I think that's maybe the one thing they, they they could do with with a guy like Tyler Sarian to play give and go and go to the ball, and right. go to the basket. Right. like that so um they may well have done that when they played at, at rivendell so you know we're gonna yeah. we're gonna find out i want to go get another good look at that team but they, they've got talent oh they, yeah maybe they just i think this is up to west side to do some adjusting right now because they're not off to a good start and they've got to kind of wipe the board clean yep. and and get started again and they can still do it they're a good team they've got some good talent on that team they do so i wouldn't write them off that's for sure no and they get the they get a toughness about them man I mean, Jordan Toller was a football player. He was a lineman, yeah. and they got that mentality too. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, just probably just touching upon uh, girls hoops here. I mean, the the Rowland girls have really started to find their groove now. I mean, they're winning, winning multiple games straight. They just beat Burlington. Uh, well, that was a good win. Yeah, in in overtime. I think Burlington was unbeaten. At yeah, the Burlington time. was was uh, was right up there with with, uh, with CBU unbeaten. Um, I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of out of C, uh, out of Rutland over these past few games, um, especially um, offensively. I think they've really started to find their groove on that end. Um, I mean, it, w- w- whether it be Kendra Spock is finally starting to find her shot. Um, Carson Belomo stepped up in their their win. Uh, the last game I covered uh, of them, I'm blanking on who they oh, uh, against uh, St. Johnsbury. Yep. She stepped up in a huge way in that game. Um, Riley Burgess' Riley, foot, footwork has become has yeah. improved this year from last year, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think they could be a sneaky contender in Division One. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I yeah, can well, – if it's possible yeah, to use well, the yeah, word contender yeah. in Division One. Yeah, exactly. I think everybody might be – I hate to be a Scrooge, but I think everybody <laughs> might be playing for second yeah, place. I mean, yeah, I, I, think, I think Rutland has a good claim to probably be – a good chance of being the top team in the SVL. I think there's a lot. Yep. There's, there's some pretty yep. good teams in the SVL right now with Burn Burton. And there's and, no uh, shame in getting to the title game. Yeah. No shame in getting there. Yeah. That would be a big deal for <laughs> the yeah. other team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just I hate those title games where it's already in the bag though. That's just I know that's that zero fun. I know. You know CVU. I know. I, you know why don't you guys go play in Spain for a while or something? Yeah. You know, you know. No offense, but always it's just no fun where there's not a competitive edge when you get all the way down to the. Well, uh, the, the woman from game. Indiana has has built a, she's built a dynasty and and she's separated themselves and, of course, the last two years we said they had separated themselves and then they lost the same years they lost yeah. in the title game to say Jay, but who yeah who who seems I, to be I, a little bit I'm sorry I don't see it this year, but. If it happens, you can just get right in my face and say, I told you so, or that other cliche. That's why they play the game. So, <laughs> yeah. But I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I more so mean, like, I think Rowland can be one of the better teams uh, in southern Vermont for sure. Oh, yeah. In, in terms in terms of uh, their in terms of the D- Division One level. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Well, what they really needed was to have, you know, somebody step up and play point guard. You right. Know? And now that now that Sabatka seems to be filling the bill and being more confident with it, that's that's going to make everything like, changes. I mean, yep. inside, outside, when you got Riley Burgess inside, you got somebody who takes an awful lot of space and can right. make shots, you know. Yep. So, you know, uh, so uh, the, the, the season's out ahead of them. They're kind of like starting their season from game four and moving on from there now that right. they got things settled. So, yeah, it's interesting. 
it's interesting. And you know what? A lot of this, I think we got to boil down to really, we got to go back to the fact that that even with uh, I mean, the preseason was so darn short. I mean, I really, they basically had 10 days to get ready. So an awful lot of the stuff they want to do is not in. There's an awful lot yep. of reps that haven't been done. Uh, you know, I mean, we're really starting the season. You can wipe out that first week, week and a half, really, and then yep. just start from there. Yep. Bob, you mentioned how impressed you were with Twinfield in Division Four boys. Uh, Twin Valley. Yeah. I mean, Twin Valley. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, tw uh, Twin Valley. But yeah. Twinfield, too. But Twinfield, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Chris Hudson, he's a fan of this podcast. We can't yeah. forget about the Trojans. And, yeah. and they are they are one of the teams, by the way. Yeah. But Chris Hudson's next-door neighbor, Danville. They are also undefeated, and they also have that guy you like in mid-February and then through March that can take over a game, uh, that being Ian Steele. Uh, that's good. They're going to be a tough out. As high as you are on Twin Valley, and I think we all are, I think we are too, but, boy, Danville is, is you know, that's a monster. So D, yeah. You're right. D4 is compelling. Yeah. Danville's always there when when you get to Barry. I feel like every year they're always a, a threat to to get there, and um, yeah, they they could be one of the bigger tests for for Twin Valley down the line. Yep, absolutely. And Proctor, every time we see Proctor, yeah. we like Proctor. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're 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 another team, and then I think Poli's kind of like what, like maybe like a little like West Rutland, uh, you know, better than the record. Yeah, I think Poldney's what six and four right yeah, now, yeah. five and four, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah I think I think they're a, a very good team in terms of you know they're well balanced. They have a, a, a great big down low in Heath Mason and some some pretty good guards. Um, but yeah, I, I, maybe maybe a step below some of the the elite teams like like Twin Valley, but I mean it's still a, a very sneakily good team that could that could give some team crazy trouble. season. Wait, usually this time of year we're far enough along if a team is winless. Yeah, you know, maybe you can cross them off. But you saw the Bellas Falls girls the other night, and, uh, Monday night, and mm -hmm. uh, they were—they're uh, winless. Yeah, yeah, they're dangerous. Yeah, they gave—they gave, they gave Proc the Proctor girls a very, uh, a very good game. I mean, yeah. Proc Proctor dominated for a, like a certain stretch during the first half, but Bellas Falls hung around in that game, and you know they, they didn't quit. I mean, that's I was even impressed uh, with Bellas Falls against Fairhaven. Even though they've got beat handily, I I said you could kind of tell they they passed the eye test. I mean, this team is athletic and they got some basketball players. For sure, I mean, I think they they showed that in, in both of those games, and you know we'll see they could they could play spoiler for a lot of teams down the line, or you know maybe start picking up some wins and you know be a, a contender in, in in their division. For sure. Um, well, I, that's, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today. Um, I appreciate you guys giving us a listen here tonight. Um, for, uh, for Bob Fredette and Tom Haley, I'm Adam O'Coin. Um, you're listening to The Inside Pitch. Thank you for joining us. This is Bob Fredette, and you're listening to The Inside Pitch. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together.